My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone out there. This is Dominique Drew, and welcome to The Art of Attraction, the number one podcast on the internet today, according to me and a handful of super dedicated people. Uh, I have a great show lined up for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I am coming at you live from Facebook Live. So if you hear me talking to people, it's not just me speaking to my imaginary friends, or maybe it is. I don't care. Don't you judge me. Um, I'm also coming to you live on YouTube. I am slowly and surely figuring that shit out, which is great. Um, please go ahead and subscribe and download. Don't bother trying to download each episode, uh, individually. Just go ahead and subscribe. Uh, please go ahead and give me a rating, uh, whether you love it or you hate it, preferably if you love it, uh, go ahead and drop me five stars and a comment. I would certainly love it. I love hearing your guys' feedback. Uh, I do take it in. And, um, and, and, and integrate that for future episodes. So if there, if you have a thought, you like a certain kind of a show more than another kind of show, things like that, um, then by all means, uh, reach out and let me know, especially when you think I'm amazing. Uh, so welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am going through something uh, really special right now. I'm in the middle of developing a program, another program. So up until now, uh, the, the, the pretty much the only way to work with me has been uh, through a uh, an eight-week program. And what I have done now is I am in the process of creating a 12-week program. And this one is amazing. So I just want to talk about this for a second because I am so freaking excited about it. Um, you know, I, uh, I created my eight-week program a couple of years ago. It was incredibly powerful. I love it. It's got a, a certain kind of format. The 12 week one is different. It's more video. It's more, um, focused. Uh, it's more intensive. It's got more focus from me. It's got one more one on one attention from me. And, um, it's structured such that every week you get feedback from me, regardless of whether or not, you know, you're in the support group or you come to the call or anything like that. And so it's really got a huge amount of accountability. And what it's designed to do is to show you how to access and embody your authentic self. I'm so excited. I love it. This is the best work I've ever done. Um, it's great because doing this program, you know, when I created my last program, it was the first program I ever created. And I've still done my work for 20 years and it's a really fucking good program. Don't get me wrong. Um, but this one, it's really, and this one, you know, it's really 
uh, delving into a whole new level of, um, of exploration, right? A whole new level because I have grown during this time, right? And so I've developed mostly on a, on a, you know, a lot of my, 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 my process work and that powerful transform, transformative work that I've done was mostly done before the first one. But now I know so much more about, um, you know, about how to bring the work to others, right? I've learned so much in the last couple of years um, around, you know, how people bring in information the best way and how best to project it to get the best results. And so this one is like, you know, this just like sleek racehorse of a program where it's just like ready to go. And it's, it really, it hits the um, relevant issues, even some things that it hits that are already in the previous course or in the previous course as well. It's, it comes at it from so much of a better um, perspective, right? From such a better um, uh, metaphor or way of speaking uh, or way of, or, or not just, not necessarily, you know, better, but m- a way that has, has come through my evolution over the last couple of years. And so I'm just super excited about it. It's really focused on authenticity, on uh, recognizing where you say no to yourself and on learning how to say yes to yourself. And so I'm just over the moon about it. Um, so I just had to, I had to bring that in for just a couple minutes. I'm super excited. Um, and so that actually brought me to what I wanted to do as a topic today. So my, um, my, my desire today to talk to you about is to talk to you about, um, some of the things that I was just writing in this, uh, in the program. Right. So the chapter that I just finished creating is on, uh, images, right. Um, which are limiting beliefs that form in childhood. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about how to, um, recognize and eliminate and eliminate limiting beliefs from childhood, right? This is the thing. This is what keeps every single person stuck, right? Um, it keeps, it keeps you from what you want. It sabotages you every single time. And so the longer you keep doing it, the more it reinforces that negative pattern and keeps the process in place, right? Keeps that belief in place. So it probably makes sense to you that, you know, these, these tend to form quite early on in life. Okay. You've heard me speak many times in the podcast about the wounding process. Um, to wrap it up here quickly, we experience a kind of trauma or wounding at a very young age. Does not matter what kind of childhood you had, you experienced this on some level. And what it basically is, is a moment when the child sees its life as threatened. As, and so it's a life and death moment for the kid. Even if you just, you know, your parents left the room and you just didn't know they were coming back again. Right. Um, Right. Or your, your mom doesn't have time to, to breastfeed you more right now because she has an appointment. And so she cuts you off early and you go, Oh my God, I'm never going to get enough. Right. And so through these, um, through these experiences, you draw a certain conclusion. Okay. If your mom doesn't have enough time to feed you, you might think I'm, I'm never going to get enough. And so in that way, you take that single experience and you, generalize it to everything, right? You generalize it to everybody. 
to me, to life, to the other, to women, to people, right? Um, the same scenario, you, the child might have drawn a conclusion like, I'm not enough. And be constantly trying to get something from other people for their entire lives. So those things will cause you to um, experiencing those things when you're young lead to that kind of conclusion. And that conclusion lodges in the back of your head. Okay, in the back of your system, in the back of your mind, and it stays there and it will not come out until you move it out, until you consciously find it with your adult mind, you recognize it as false and that disempowers it. Okay, so if what you're looking to do is to identify these limiting beliefs and how they're fucking up your life, and I will tell you right now that they are, okay? Whatever it is that you want in your life that you don't have, it is being blocked by a limiting belief, okay? These limiting beliefs are called images, right? They are um, statements or impressions that, that uh, were... Um, that, that were from an experience that you had when you were very, very young that was based on an experience that was really negative. And it's an erroneous conclusion. Okay, so if you have, if you're a, a baby in a crib and your mom, dad there and are cooing over you and you feel perfectly safe and everything's great and then the phone rings and your dad goes to get the phone and then comes back and says, honey, your sister's been in an accident. You might go, oh, <gasps> Right. She, she goes, mother goes, Oh God, and leaves the room. Now, from baby's perspective, you know, everything was fine. They were feeling the warmth. They were feeling the safety. And then suddenly mom, because they're wide open, mom's field goes into fear and she leaves. That could potentially be a wounding experience for that child. So that child might draw a conclusion. Women can't be trusted. Men will leave me. I'm not worth staying for. The world is unsafe. And that conclusion, it's, it's, you know, the word belief is almost a little misleading because it kind of thinks, it makes you think of like something you believe. I believe that people are inherently good. Usually, if you use the word believe, interestingly, it's actually not really something you believe. It's, it's like a thought that you have. Sure, it would be nice if everybody, you know, were, if you, if you truly believe it, you wouldn't say, I believe it. You'd say, people are inherently good. It is an assumption about reality. A real belief is not consciously a belief, if that makes sense. It's deeper than that. It's an assumption. It is something that you are so certain of that you build your entire life, your entire identity, your entire perception of people and the world and humanity on. Okay? It is an assumption. It is so deep in there that you don't even know that you believe it. You just think that's the way the world is. Okay? It's like asking you if you believe in the chair you're sitting on. I don't know. I don't understand the question. There's a chair there, right? Do you believe, you know, all 
humanity is inherently good. I don't understand the question. Of course, humanity is inherently good. Can you rephrase it? Can you understand? So they're much deeper than this. And you, and they, they're made so young that you then grow around them, right? Every experience you have from that moment is colored with that lens. They're like contact lenses. Okay. Imagine putting on contact lenses that have a certain, um, tint to them, right? Or a certain statement. People can't be trusted. Okay. If you look at the world through that experience, through those lenses, you will see everywhere that you are right. So the people who are untrustworthy, first of all, you will find yourself drawn to them because, um, they will, because you feel the subconsciously, obviously completely subconsciously, um, that you will be drawn to them because they're proving you right. And it feels very good to be right. And it feels safe to be right. Life sucks. It sucks that everybody can't be trusted, but <laughs> at least I know. So I'm still safe. Right? So, ooh, just scared me. <laughs> there was very, very loud, loud thunder that just came out of nowhere. It didn't come out of nowhere, but first I heard. Sorry, let me reground again. So when this image forms, it becomes a part of, of, of who you are. So when you find somebody, you will be attracted to people who will prove you right. And then when they prove you right, you'll be like, see, that's how you know you're, that's one of the ways you know you're carrying an image. Okay. Um, if you're like, see, I, because, when, because women can't be trusted. That's why I told you, I told you, even if it's in your own head. Yep. See, happened again. I knew I was going to be right about that. Okay. That means you're carrying an image and something just con confirmed that image for you. If, however, you come across someone who is incredibly trustworthy, you will not believe it. Okay. So if you're a man coming into a, a relationship with a woman, and you believe that women can't be trusted or that they're not trustworthy or that they'll betray you or whatever. And you come across a woman who's an angel and has no earthly intention of betraying you. You will simply wait to be right. Think about that. Think how fucking powerful that is. You believe something so strongly that despite the fact that you are you are presented with something that is opposite of that in the real world, outside of you in objective reality that doesn't match your personal experience and you choose your personal experience over what you see to be true. So one woman betrays you and you just decide all women are untrustworthy. And then when a woman comes to you who is completely trustworthy, you don't even believe it. In a way, fascinatingly, this is what is happening currently in the United States of America politically. There is a whole um, community of people who, despite uh, seeing um, uh, evidence to the contrary of what they believe, are choosing their beliefs over the reality. And this is leading to a lot of problems because it is out of reality. It does not actually exist. What you believe does not exist, right? What you believe in this situation is women can't be trusted. 
some women certainly can't be trusted. Absolutely. There are very, there are a lot of untrustworthy women out there. There are a lot of trustworthy women out there. What that ratio is, I don't know, doesn't matter. The point is that you are going to attract all the untrustworthy ones because that's what you think is, is true, what you feel to be true. And you will ignore the evidence to the contrary to the contrary. We are such powerful beings that there's an entire political movement that is happening with this this sort of extremity, these extremists of people who don't want to acknowledge the reality. And so they just choose their own. And so the dangers of that are that you're, you're in your own delusion, right? Whether it's in the political spectrum or you know, denying this beautiful, you know, this wonderful woman in front of you who has no intention of betraying. What you will in fact do then is you will push her away with your suspicion, right? You'll wait for her to cheat or talk about her cheating or accuse her of cheating so many times that she will in fact eventually leave or she will eventually cheat, right? So in this way, you're creating what it is that you're, um, afraid of, right? You're literally making it so. So what is it that is so strong about an image that is so, um, fear inducing that it might be contradicted that even when we are contradicted, we don't notice what we we think we're right anyway, right? What is it that causes that? Well, because of the moment when the image was formed, we actually, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a life and death situation. So we associate that image with a life and death situation. So it's literally, unless it's handled properly, like the way I do it, where it's kind of done consciously, if you are just faced, let's say, with... Um, the opposing evidence in this situation, a woman who is, who is trustworthy, who loves you. Um, it is, it is, it is so scary. It is, it's so powerful because the idea of letting go of what you believe means death. If I let myself trust again, okay, trusting almost killed me when I was a baby. Obviously, none of this is conscious at all, right? But here's the logic that's happening in your system. You had a terrible, uh, really, really scary experience. You thought that you were facing death. Maybe you were. Um, you have an experience. Okay. You're, you're with, with your, with your mother. You decide that women can't be trusted. It's not just an impression. Oh, I guess you can't trust women. It's like a, oh my God, if I ever trust a woman again, I will die. That's not quite the same thing. Right. On the one hand, oh man, I just learned something about the world. Boy. Some women sure can't be trusted. That's not an image. That's just a learning. Boy, it just occurred to me that people can betray you. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. I'd rather not that happen again. Right? That's not what this is. This is something that was so traumatic that you, um, allowed it to, to, that, that you have, you made a decision right then to never let that thing happen again. But here's the rub. What you experience when you were a child, by definition, can never happen again. Because you're no longer a baby. You're no longer vulnerable. You now can take care of yourself. You now can experience 
a fair amount. It might be uncomfortable. But if your mom left you now, even if she died, that would be awful. It would be really sad. But you'd be fine. You'd get through it. Wasn't the case when you were a baby. So by definition, you cannot ever, even if the exact same thing happened to you now, you're an adult. It's like laughable, right? That any of the stuff that you went through as a kid, you wouldn't be able to handle now, right? It makes no sense. It's silly. So literally, <laughs> this, is, this is a true statement. Pretty much all of humanity goes through life vehemently defending themselves against, passionately protecting themselves from something happening again that by definition cannot happen again. How about that for delusion? And that's not just people who, you know, don't believe in science or the news, right? This is everybody. We're all doing this one. Okay? So these images, these statements, these impressions of the world, they get in between us and the world. They are literally in between us and the world. They are glasses. They are lenses. They are contacts. You don't know you're wearing them. So in my program, what I do is I show you your contacts. Here is what, I don't tell you what you believe, obviously, but I have a process that I take you through that shows what it is that you believe, okay? That shows what it is that you are continuously uh, creating, continuously attracting to yourself. This is why when I first started this business, it's called the art of, attract art of attraction, right? What is it that you attract and why? This is the art. Right? So, so images. So, so how do you find images? So the way you find them, there are two main ways that you can become aware of them. One is through your thoughts and one is through your language. Now, thoughts, um, well, language actually is, is quite a bit easier, right? Because you can sort of find generalized statements. So the way that you identify images is you look into your language for generalizations, right? Let's say, um, you know, women can't be trusted, right? All women can't be trusted. You couldn't possibly know that, right? The statement is vague. It is generalized to a whole, to a whole group of people that you've never met and it can't be confirmed. Those are the three things that make it, uh, that tell you that it's an image. Okay. So if you're like, ugh, well, you know how families are. They are always so demanding. That's a, that's a statement about all families right? Until you have met all families, all billions and billions of them, you cannot possibly know whether that is true. You cannot possibly confirm that, right? So until you've met everyone, well, you know what women want, right? They all want to commit. All women? Or maybe women keep leaving you and you draw the conclusion that women don't want to commit anymore. No women want to commit? And when you make those statements, you become a victim. You can't fix women. Whether they all want to commit or none of them want to commit, whatever you decide is whatever you're projecting onto women, right? Can't prove it. So then now what? 
right? Now you're a victim. Whereas if you shift that to, man, I keep attracting women who leave. <sighs> I wonder what that's about. Ah, well, now there's a pattern we can fix. Now there is a thing that we can do that will allow us to shift this pattern. But if it stays in the general and you don't take a self-responsibility for it, then it's impossible to fix and you're out in victim mode, okay? So the first way to look for images is in your languages. Women all blank. Men have to blank. Um, people can't blank. Things like always, things like never, um, things like have to, okay? All of those things are untrue. Rarely does anything always happen. Rarely does anything never happen. Life is, has a lot of colors to it, like an infinite number, okay? So always and never are like two points out of an infinite number of points. Chances are you haven't landed on the one, okay? So what you need to be aware of is to look for these in your language. When you do, you'll realize that's an image, okay? So I want you to start looking for this. Do this actively throughout your day. Don't just let the podcast go by and be like, oh, that was interesting. You have an opportunity here through your work with me, even if you're not working with me directly, to make a little shift in your life. If you want to make a big shift in your life, you send me an email or go to dominiedrew.com and go to the contact page and you reach out to me. Okay, I'm very easy to find. So what you need to do is to decide how serious you are about shifting your life. Okay, if you're just listening to this casually and your, your life is perfect, okay. But if you are experiencing anything less than ultimate ecstasy and joy every moment of any, every day, then this is useful for you. Okay, raise your standards for your life. Make it better. Why the hell not? Some people come to me to make more money and they do. Some people come to me to cure stage fright, and they have. So this is all more and more and more, infinitely more is possible for you. If you go, oh, I don't really need this, look into that. Could your life not be better? Would you not want it to be better? Even better if it's already awesome, right? So... <clears throat> So, so that's language, right? Check into your language and observe the always, the nevers, the half do's, the if blank, then blank. That's another one. Well, if I open my heart, then I'm going to get hurt. Couldn't possibly know that. You couldn't. You can know that it's happened every time before, but that doesn't necessarily mean the next one, next time it's going to, unless you draw that conclusion and project it into the future. And then you create more of it. The other way is through thoughts. Okay. Recognize your thinking. Where do you hear, oh, I'm, she's too good for me. What does that mean? Too good at what? I'm not enough for her. Uh, 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 enough for what? Right? That statement, I'm not enough. Enough for what? Finish the sentence. Enough for her. Enough to walk up, oh, to walk up to her. You're not good enough to approach another human being and be in their vicinity because she's pretty. You're not good enough for what? And you'll find that you can't really answer that question accurately because good enough doesn't have any meaning in the world. It's like people, you know, I talked about this a lot in the episode on perfectionism, right? Um, oh, well, I need it to be perfect. What does that mean? 
that which is without flaw. Cool. What's a flaw? How do you define it? Is your definition of a flaw the same as mine? Because what you might see as a flaw, I might see as quirky and cute. You see, there is no one definition. And so you are spending your life striving for something in the case of perfectionism or in the case of not being enough. You're spending the life, your, your life rejecting yourself, making yourself feel worse, be more down. Right? You're rejecting yourself. You're dismissing yourself. You're refusing to, um, to celebrate yourself, to see your, your positive qualities. And for what? To achieve what? Based off of I'm not good enough. What does that even mean, really? And I know what you're feeling when you say it, but let's use some logic here, right? Most of the time on this show, I'm telling you to get out of your head and into your feelings. In this moment, let's use our head. Oh, I'm not good enough? Okay, well, my body's telling me I'm pretty sure I'm not good enough. Cool. Let's assume that's true. What does that mean? What does good even mean? Because what I think is good is probably different than what you think is good. Maybe you're one of the people that chooses their own opinions over reality and you think this is not good. Okay, cool. To me, that's, that's not good. Right? So, so watch your, watch your language, right? Uh, excuse me, watch your thoughts, watch what comes up in your system and, and let it, let it actually speak. I feel a lot of nervousness when I approach women. Okay, cool. Sit with that for a minute. Where do you feel the nervousness in your body? Take a few breaths. Where do you, uh, if, if that, if that nervousness could speak, what would it say? Give it some room. Let's, let's listen to it. It's trying to tell you something because it's showing up in your body. What is it trying to say? Okay. And in that way, you can find out what it is that's coming up in the moment that's sabotaging your attraction, right? There will be an image there of some kind. I'm not good enough. You know, no matter what I do, I fail. Um, you know, trust is earned. Money is the root of all evil right? Any generalized statement is an image and any image is a limiting belief and it is keeping you from the things that you want. This directly, directly sabotages you. Okay. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful. So Becoming aware of images, seeing how they work in you, in your system, through watching your thoughts and watching your language will show you where your limiting beliefs are. Then you can come down into your body, bring that belief with you, just drop it in. Okay, so I'm not good enough. All right, cool. Where do you feel that in your body? What does it want to say? And then what does it need? And if you walk yourself through, and I have uh, meditations to do this on Insight Timer. I have guided meditation. Insight Timer is an app. It's the it's the world's largest meditation app. And I'm a teacher on there. And I do these guided meditations. And you can find them. And it will walk you through how to find an image and what to do to eliminate it. Okay? You must uh, question them. You must challenge them. Because these their assumptions, they're unconscious. Honestly, becoming aware of them, becoming, letting them become conscious is like 90% of eliminating them. 
because you're to your adult mind, you know that's not true, right? Your adult mind, your conscious mind knows, your subconscious mind does not. And so take that, right? When you come to the place of being ready to uh, eliminate them, question them. Hmm, how do I know I'm not alone? I'm, I'm not enough. Consider the possibility. What if I were enough? Sit with that. Picture it. What if that, what if that were the case? People can't be trusted. Okay, what if some people could be trusted? What would that be like? And you'll feel a shift in your system. As you question it, as you inquire after it, as you challenge it, as you consider the possibility that it may be inaccurate, you will begin to embody what it would be like if it were inaccurate. Whereas up until this moment, or up until the moment that your image was conscious, You've always just acted as though it were 100% true. So even just asking, consider the possibility. What if? What if it weren't 100% true? What if it weren't? What if like just about every woman can't be trusted, but like one or two could? Maybe five or six. What if half the women of population of women could be trusted and the other half couldn't? Right? Just allowing your system to feel what that might be like. Okay. And in doing so, you been, begin, it begins to deteriorate the certainty of it. It's the certainty that, that really gets you. Because when you're a hundred percent certain about a thing, you're not receptive. You're not in the moment. You've decided a thing. And so you're, you're certain about your decision. Great. What if it's inaccurate? This is what's happening with the, with, in, in, in the political scenario here. People are choosing their certainty over reality. And so there's, but because they're so certain, there's no wiggle room. Well, what if I told you that weren't true? I don't care. I believe it anyway. Uh, uh, okay. Now what? How do we, now what do we do? How do we function here? Right? You must, must be open to reality. You must let life in. You must allow life to flow through you in the form of your feelings, in the form of, you know, connecting with other people, in the form of connecting with life, surrendering to it, allowing life to flow through you, right? This is essential. This is what living is. You can get all the things you think you want and you still won't feel like you're living unless you allow life to flow through you. When you shut that down, when you say no to it, to that very extent, to the exact extent you are unwilling to experience life is the exact extent that you are unable to feel. It is to that extent that you are unwilling and unable to be authentic because you're saying no to reality. You can do that, but as soon as you do, you're in delusion right? Life is happening. You are equipped to handle it fully and completely. You are meant to ride it like you're surfing a wave, right? Like you're hang gliding, just riding it. Like you're riding a horse with flow, with effortlessness, with joy. Humans are meant to lead joyful lives.
Yours starts here. So take this information about images, about these limiting beliefs. Look for them in your system. Act. If you need help, reach out. Right? Let me know how you're doing. Send me, send me a message right on my wall. Engage. Right? Learn the skill. When you've learned the skill, you can do all of this on your own, at your own pace, with any problem in your entire life. Open. Allow for flow. Allow yourself to receive life and see how different your life experience becomes. My name is Dominique Drew. That's all for me today. This is The Art of Attraction. Please download, subscribe, uh, rate the podcast. Let me know what you think. And if you are serious about creating change in your life, whether that's more money, more freedom, more happiness, relationship, um, you know, love, authenticity, all of this is my area of expertise. And to do it on your own is well nigh impossible. So instead, take it seriously, right? Don't be in the same place in two, three, four, five more decades. Right. And you, you will be. These things, these things don't change on their own. They're too deep in the system. You will hold on to them. Instead, invest in yourself. Reach out for help. Find someone who knows what they're doing. Me in particular, because a lot of people think they do and really don't. <laughs> a few do, but it's hard to tell the difference. Um, and take some real steps toward fixing the issue. Okay. We'll find a way that works best for you. I'm here to help. Looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, Share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.